Hello and welcome back to X Drive Megabox, a podcast about gaming. And I'm one house, one house. I'm one half of this outfit, James Ide. I'm a gaming writer and the digitized consciousness of rockaboy terrorist living inside your head. And as always, I'm joined by wonderful human being, Michael, aka Hello, Tyler Michael. Durden. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Yes. Um, yeah. Really good. This is uh, take two of our yes. recording because we had technical issues so it feels weird to be going through everything again yes i'm sorry well you know sometimes history repeats itself this episode we are going to be talking about games as a service yes um but first before we get into the the real meat of that discussion uh, let's talk about what we've been playing now michael what have you been playing i've been playing bug snacks and I've been yep. playing Disco Elysium. Oh, very I, good game. Absolutely amazing is. game. We should talk about that game at some point. Yeah, we should dedicate a whole episode to me saying how great it is. Yes, and and Haven, which is a game about couples therapy, it seems. <laughs> it's a sexy adventure. It's a very, very sexy adventure. It's sexier than I was prepared for. How about you? Uh, I've been playing something that's linked into what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I've been playing Red Dead 2, mainly the online element, Very uh, nice. which is a bit of a games as a service thing in itself because you can spend real money to get uh, a currency called gold, which uh, is aside from the actual money in the game. And that gold allows you to buy better items and weapons. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll really dig into that later. But yes, Red Dead 2 is... Uh, online at least is one of those games and and gta 5 uh, or gta online sorry by extension as well can, can you get fancy like dress up items for your cowboy yes okay can you so do you like could, you could grind like i'm doing in the game yeah. and spend ages doing repetitive boring missions to get Wonderful. like 20 dollars a time and things are expensive so like a gun i'm after is 500 dollars, and i get about 20 dollars <laughs> per mission um, right and of course, oh there's a risk God. I can mess them up, and they are time-consuming. So, yes, uh, this, this, I use those. This sounds less like a game and more like a, medita- a meditation aid. Or, it kind of or is. frustration aid. Honest, honest to God, like, I, I f- maybe it's because of the format I'm playing um, Red Dead. Um, or maybe there's something with me in that type of game, because I love um, Breath of the Wild, obviously. That's another yeah. game we mention every podcast. But um, <laughs> I love just wandering around open world games, looking at beautiful landscapes, and just doing sometimes really monotonous, uh, boring things and exploring. But for some reason, it's just it, it gets me in my zen space. Yes, very therapeutic. It gets me right in my clam. Oh my god, Why? Uh, news. We haven't actually had that much news over the past couple of weeks, or at least not that I've noticed. Um, uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut is out, and we discussed it briefly because you've been playing it, and I very briefly played it to hear um, what the what the voiceover stuff sounds like. Because it, it's very good, and it was immediately on sale when uh, when it came out. So that was, was pretty joyful. Yeah. Oh, cool! It's it's yeah, such a fantastic game. So yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, oh, uh, uh, back to your Mario point, we had some insider confirming that <coughs> the March thirty first deadline for for the Nintendo games was mainly just for artificial <coughs> scarcity. You don't say. Yeah, yeah, for funsies and salesies, as I've put here. Um, Death Loop 
is unfortunately uh, yeah. uh, delayed, which... Uh, that's one of the which, few actual PS5 games that I've been looking forward to, so it's a massive shame that it's been delayed to September. Yeah, it is. Yeah, September the 14th, so Arcane's Groundhog Day shooter has been unfortunately delayed until September the 14th. Basically, them wanting to, to do more work on the game, polish it up, and they also blame sort of COVID for... And that's a fairly reasonable... It's hard to tell uh, whether developers are just using it as an excuse by this point or whether it's genuine. I'd argue that in most cases it's genuine because there's certain parts of the game-creating process that will require everyone to be together. Yeah. But there's also huge chunks of the process that don't, so I guess it depends where they are and and how they're hooked up as a studio because I guess if they're coordinating with other studios as well, who knows? Uh, I don't know enough about the game industry, the developing side. And uh, sorry, one very big thing that I just want to mention is E3 is going ahead this year as a digital event instead of the usual LA event location. Do you know, sorry, quick tangent, um, I got invited to it uh, for the first time in my journalistic career. No, 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 not this one. This one's open to anyone. But uh, what was it, last year's one? So 2020? Yeah, 2020. Just before... Hey, just for COVID. Oh no, yeah. that's terrible. So I got invited so to rough. LA for the first time in my career. Oh my I god! I was like, "This is the big time. I gotta do well." I I spoke to my boss, and they were cool with me covering it. And I was getting everything sorted, and like, oh I'm gonna god. fly to LA. I'm gonna go to America for work. I'm gonna stay at a hotel. I'm gonna cover E3. This is this is big i was yeah. so excited and so hyped and of course lockdown happened uh covid happened and the world oh, shut I'm down so sorry and everything went totally tits up sorry oh man i'm so sorry maybe so on, I d- maybe on the other side of this then maybe next year <laughs> if if it still exists because that is a genuine uh, thing that people have been saying that the quality of them have been declining so obviously this year's going to be a digital one. It will be free to anyone, but it's basically going to be like a lot of. Uh, it's going to be like a presentation. It, it just if you're not physically there to look at these things and talk to people about yeah. it, I don't really see how this works. I have been invited to a few digital events recently, and I've only been to a couple because generally I find it's just you sitting through a PowerPoint presentation and yeah. getting told by a presenter to be really hyped about something and it's it's very hard to convey that whereas when i'm at an event i you know lose my mind over the smallest thing yeah of course and the final thing is it streets of rage 4 yes are you so excited it's about getting this? a dlc we, this is one of the few games we have actually played together it is and we only <laughs> played it the once why haven't we played it since oh yes I don't know. Uh, because kids, of children lives, work, because yeah. children Okay, well, we definitely should play it some more. Now we've got an excuse. Uh, it's getting a DLC uh, called Mr. X, uh, Mr. X Nightmare, and it features new characters, a survival mode. Only one of the characters has so far been shown, and that is Estelle Aguirre, the the boss, the cop, uh, hench lady, basically. Okay, um, I don't know who that is. The other two, you can't see who they are yet, so, yeah, I'm hoping... Was it Dr. Zan? I hope he's one of the characters that you... Who's Dr. Zan? Uh, from Streets of Rage 3, old dude, and like a sort of bionic cyborg. I can't oh, remember if he's a cyborg cool. or he's wearing a sort of bionic suit. He just looks like an old man, but who's really hench. It's ridiculous. And his Ooh. arms are like robotic and they stretch out and they electrocute people. 
he was my favorite character because he was so insane uh new mania difficulty will be added training modes color palette options for you to change things however there has been no date given other than later this year sometime and just to say that the next episode of, of X Drive Mega Box is the last of this season. So we mentioned last week that we're going to pause for um, one or two months just to kind of look back at the series and uh, adjust for the next one. Uh, so please get your questions and comments in and uh, we'd love to take questions uh, next episode. And also we're looking for what sort of other things would you like us to cover next series? Um, what have been your high and low points? Where were we? I think we're we're on to the topic at last. Games yes, as a service. I was about to say, unless there's any other uh, news items you want to mention, uh, we could talk about games as a service. Only that you are the coolest. And oh. I'm happy to be here with you. Shush. So, games as a service, the topic of uh, this episode... So yes. firstly, what is or what are games as a service? That's probably the, what are the, they? the best way what to start. What be? are games as a service? So <clears throat> to or clarify. Or gas for short. Shall we just refer to it as gas? It, I mean. If you weren't. It's, I mean, it fits, you know, but uh, yeah. just to clarify what it means, because loads of you have probably heard the term. Uh, these are games that attempt to gain a continuous source of revenue through either subscription services or game passes, season passes, or have microtransactions, basically more things and incentives to spend money. They also rarely have any kind of focus plot and they feature repetitive gameplay mechanics such as going to an area, killing lots of enemies and gaining loot that you either sell or that give you slightly incremental better stats. So you're constantly swapping out your weapons and items. Um, sometimes the this type of game can lead to something called pay to win, which is basically where if you're spending actual money, you have an advantage over other players because you're getting the best items in the game, the best weapons, the best armor, uh, which is sort of paywalling it for, for other players. So, so basically, that they're, they're games with some kind of repeat money involved. Yes, somehow, and yeah. and and often you don't have to pay that money, but it's optional. It's well, it depends on the game. So, there's this, you know, the the models I was thinking of off the top of my head are you've got subscription services like World of Warcraft. Yeah, you've got free to play, which is a lot of the mobile games or games like uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, or yeah. Um, and then yeah. there's the third where, option, where which is you where you pay something. It's optional. Yeah, or there's the third type where you pay something up front and yeah. then the game is free, but it'll have lots of microtransactions like Call of Duty or Fallout 76. So you've is paid that for the Fallout game. 76? Oh, I thought, for, yeah, fair Fallout enough. Fallout 76 is not a free-to-play. I mean, it... Pfft, at least I don't think it is, unless they've changed it very recently. Or Red Dead. Oh, actually, do they make Red Dead Online free? Or Red Dead Online is not free. It's, it's cheaper, and you can buy it separately from Red Dead Two. Yeah. However, it's still a paid-for game. So, so effectively, yes, that's, that's that third bracket. Yes, but but one of the one of the big features of these things is because they are um, because of the way that they're monetized, and because they are basically incentivizing you to play them for a long time right yep. to spend as much time as possible um they are very very boring and i mean that's one way of looking at it yes that's 
uh, I mean, that's more of an opinion. Well, they, they, yeah, yeah. But they have repetitive mechanics. They, they have repetitive mechanics, which are, or that they, you know, you have a lot of open world ones, for instance, mm-hmm. where they, because it's focusing on long, long term play versus like a short narrative burst. So, which ones have you actually played? I've played um, Call of Duty Warzone. I went through a brief stint of being addicted to Star Trek Online because I'm sad like that. It's cool. It's good. I like it, but I I tried to replay it recently and there'd been lots of updates and they'd made it even more grindy, which just really turned me off. In fact, it's the only game I have ever played where I spent actual money and I forget what I bought. I think I bought a ship or I bought some item. And from then on, I've resisted. Um, So... Uh, so COD, yeah. Fortnite, Star Trek Online, and Avengers. I played a little bit of, but not not enough to really get into the pay for stuff yet. And Red Dead, I, I think, and Red Dead, yes, of course. And I suppose if again, depending on what you these. count as, uh, depending on what games you count as games as a service, uh, like Team Fortress Two, I suppose back in the day, yeah, I used yeah, to play that a lot. But I haven't played that in years, so yeah again, i don't know if counter strike would and i don't know how yeah. monetized these things were like definitely i didn't i never paid anything for counter oh and of course i've played um sorry two others i've played but not really enjoyed fallout 76 which i ran about often yeah and anthem uh anthem oh, and cool. fallout 76 were both games that i was reviewing for the mirror but um yeah fallout 76 was yeah a whole separate did, thing i did do a whole did, episode on that did you ever play GTA Five online? Yes, I did. Uh, okay, it's kind of like how I play um, Red Dead, except there were less. There was less to do. It was more chaotic. Again, probably because I was playing it through uh, Steam or whatever. So there were a lot more players. There was a lot more chaos. You know, people ha- people were hacking it all the time. So people had guns <laughs> that could fire cars and things. It Amazing. just became kind of annoying to play. But uh, I did, I did enjoy it briefly. I never spent any actual money. The only thing I did do, which gave me a huge step up, is I was playing one day and a man flew past me, like arms out, like Jesus, flew <laughs> past me, said hello, and I, I just was nice. I said hello back, and he dropped tons of money, in-game money, around me. Now this hey, gets right. people banned. Like picking the money up could have got me banned that I've now right. discovered. I didn't know at the time because I thought, oh, people just hack. And he was very nice to me, so he dropped all this money and then he went, see ya, and flew off. Right. And I thought, that's strange. This game must be, you know, lots of hackers and stuff. Picked up all the money, bought decent weapons because this is, again, one of those sort of grindy games. It would have taken me forever to get semi-decent weaponry. Yeah. So I managed to buy decent weapons, buy an apartment, which I didn't have. Yeah. And I think maybe a car... And then that was all that that money spent. But it gave me a wow. really good step up because I was quite a low level. And again, I think that's why he took pity on me. I never came across anyone that kind ever again. I did come across lots of other flying people and people who'd <laughs> hacked the game to buggery um, who would do all kinds of crazy stuff like launch your car into the air with you in it and detonate it and all kinds of horrible oh stuff. God. Yeah. So it wasn't the most fun game to play. But, uh, that sounds quite fun. It sounds pretty well, pretty chaotic at least. It was chaotic and it was, okay, something interesting would normally happen. But by interesting, I usually mean you'd be walking down the street, someone would snipe you through a building from miles away 
and you'd be like, okay, well, what was oh, I God. supposed to do? Oh, that rubbish. kind of stuff. Or you'd head towards your car, your car would blow up. Yeah. You'd be like, okay. Now That's I've got to go to, to the impound things on place. console rather than PC. Uh, I think hacking was still a pretty big thing. Maybe not quite as big, but... Probably. But, uh, so, yeah. so, are there any good ones that you've played? I was thinking about this. Um, I, I'm quite biased, so I'm not a huge fan, but I'd probably say ones that are more balanced. I'd, I'd say something like Cod Warzone, I think, is a more is a good example. It seemed fairly balanced when I played it, although I played it briefly, so I'm sure someone will come back to me and say, actually, it's horribly pay-to-win. Uh, Destiny, I played briefly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I kind of try and avoid these type of games. Yeah, of course. So, um, Red Dead 2, I'm not sure where that stands, because on one hand, I don't have to spend any actual money. I really don't have to. But as I said to you, it's a horrific grind. So I guess if you're willing to look past that and do lots of tedious, repetitive activities, then it's fine. I find it okay because I enjoy traversing that game. It has a beautiful world. Um, I just I find it quite zen, hunting animals and skinning them and selling the carcasses and traveling around and just seeing more of the world. Once I get more bored of the game, I'm sure it won't work for me yeah. uh, rainbow six siege that game is incredibly balanced so as far as i'm aware all the items that you get are cosmetic um although there was some characters classes that i think you you either unlock or you can pay for i'll have to double check that one uh i again played it briefly uh, and i wasn't very good at it so i stopped what, what about you any the, good examples the, there's a siege isn't siege still going aren't they still releasing oh, yeah. Yeah, content yeah, yeah, yeah. for the for it well, That's you amazing. find with a lot of these um, games as a service games, you know, that a lot of them are still running, whether they're as popular as they used to be or not. Like Star Trek Online is still going. And that's quite an old one. That's, yeah, that's what, true. 2000 and... I mean, it's off the top of my head, say 2009. Yeah, this, yeah that sounds about right. Uh, okay, well, I, I've got some kind of be best and worst ones. So, in, in, I, this is... The, the boundary between these is is incredibly thin. So mm. we'll just have to... It's more of a talking point rather than anything. So here's right. my naughty and nice list. So the nice ones to start off with, I've got Counter-Strike in there because when I when I went back to Wikipedia and asked, you know, the definition for games as a service, it included things like, as you say, Team Fortress 2 and Counter-Strike mm -hmm. in there. So I, I guess they I were very early yeah, um, but I, examples. They to weren't me, they're just multiplayer games. They're just... They're, they're just yeah, but they Even did put skins and things into them. So and yeah. and cosmetics, which I don't have really much of a problem with. Um, no, I think that is one of the best way to monetize, as long as it doesn't affect gameplay. Absolutely. Although there are reports now of kids bullying each other for not having skins and having the vanilla. That's terrible. Character models. Yeah, but kids will bully the, each other for anything. I mean, when I was a kid, it was what shoes, what backpack, what hair. You know. All that stuff. And I'm sure they still do it. Actually, it's fair. When, when, when I play Fortnite with my sister, I bully her for not uh, for, for having boring character models. Well, you are. Because I can run bully. around as, as, as Deadpool or Aquaman or who's the latest one? Uh, I don't know. It's Batman or someone. But I have all sorts of, all sorts of uh, funky things. Uh, I can dress as my man in a banana suit. Anyway, Fortnite is on my, is on my nice list. So on your good list... Yeah, why not? Oh, because well, 
we'll get into it, but because it's horrific is why. Because it's, reasons. No, because it's aimed pretty squarely at kids. It's oh, right. Ethically so you're wrong. saying it's ethically wrong because it's making kids addicted to things. What it's about just making them addicted and Roblox and all this? Uh, Do you see those in the same bracket? Parts of them. I mean, they I, are I find in them the same less, bracket, but... I find them less grubby, but I do think that those games you can play quite successfully without paid content. Fortnite that's I very, you that's could very good. That's, that's a very good point. Um, Fortnite, you I, can, but but then you don't get any progression if you don't get the battle pass. Basically, I was about to say you're quite limited because yeah. again, not played much of Fortnite. If I'm hundred percent honest, um, but I remember the progression was pretty slim. But I was constantly uh, pinged and incentivized to like, oh, but you know, if you just paid a little bit of actual money, we'll give you this, 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 and open up this later on. And it yeah. was really heavy handed. It was pretty bad to... back in the early days as well. Like I found that mm. they found yeah. it incredibly confusing how the, uh, the they, they made it incredibly confusing how the leveling up system worked. Exactly. So, It'd be like, oh, level up, up and you get like into another one extra gesture and something. Exactly, exactly. But if you pay a bit of money, not only only will we level you up but you'll get this this and it would like list a whole this load is, of stuff this this is the tough tough thing i remember who the third person was which is uh, i get i play as the mandalorian um um and in that season the level 100 thing was you going around as the mandalorian in full beskar armor with baby yoda in a pod floating around with you and that is one of the few times i was tempted to go how do i get to this level 100 how do I get the nice little baby Yoda floating around with me? But thankfully, I I um I held myself back before doing anything incredibly rash. Like you should have said, I've got playing. um I've got Fortnite money. Have you? I have. Yeah. Give me them V bucks. V bucks. Um, yeah, that's what they're called. I've I've got a whole load of those through a friend. Oh my god! Well done. And I haven't used them. Well, you know, we could put them to amazing use, but you, you'll you'll need them for when you you inevitably go back onto it and we play together. Anyway, I'm I'm two things into my my Sorry, list, so I interrupted. Carry on. So I had I had um because I had DLC games in there. I had things like Spider Man, but I don't think that really counts as games as a service. That's a normal no, game. It's just with DLCs. Yeah. Likewise, I wouldn't count Hitman as games as a service, even though uh, probably technically uh, is. Yeah, that but might I don't be actually count them in there. I mean. Hitman is arguably a bit more so because it was released episodically, but still, yes. I don't believe. I don't I believe say, it is. It's released epilog- ep- epilogically. Wow, epilogically. episodically, but you also you could pay for content that gave you extra missions and stuff. Yeah, but that's just that's... DLCs. That's DLCs. True, but DLC tends to be a pack, so it tends to be you get X missions, you get X items, you get this. Whereas the way Hitman was last time i looked uh was laid out it was like pay a little bit and you get this mission pay a little bit and you get this mission it was very piecemeal if that makes sense yeah that's true that's true uh, it, uh, so, it didn't come as a whole game it came as a you bought one level basically and then you had yeah. to pay for each other level yeah and that's I, how I was... the episodic system worked yeah that's true so i don't know whether that counts or not but still that's that's not 
it's not hugely the type of um, games as a service I have a problem with. I, I, no. I agree that that can go on the the good list. That's that's still relatively linear. Okay, so Spider-Man and Hitman. Then I had GTA and Red Dead Redemption Two. I've played neither of these online, so I just don't know. So I don't know why they're there. But I count them as good because you can fundamentally play the game without paying for things. Yep, you absolutely can. It it can put you at a disadvantage when playing when you are up against human players. So there are missions you do in the game that where you aren't. So one example is in Red Dead. Um, when you're a trader, you transport items. It's tedious, uh, but that's what I'm doing at the moment to get my $68. But when you reach a certain point in your journey, you're suddenly open to attack from human players. And because I'm playing it on Stadia, oh, no. there's not a huge number of human players. Yeah. But if I was playing on Steam I or, or even the Xbox, I suppose I'd get very annoyed because there'd be more players. And if they've spent money and yeah. got better items or just grinded, I suppose, yeah. you know, they would have an advantage. So Because you, you could literally, if I had unlimited money in Red Dead, I could have a fast as hell horse, you know, a very powerful sniper rifle, and I discovered a few other weird little things the other day. So I could have all kinds of weird perks and abilities to heal myself quicker. Um, See, that sounds like a game at that point. That sounds like actually something you want to play, which frustrates me that you would have had to pay, play for hundreds of hours to get those things. Yeah. Right. But I know that's the entire point of this this episode and, and the game service. To, I shouldn't really yeah, say that. Yeah, it's hard to separate them. As I said, I, 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 I struggle with, with Red Dead more than any other because on one hand, I like the difficulty and I like that things are... I like the challenge and I, I like the gradual... Um, uh, le- well, levelling up isn't the right word, but you yeah. know, the gradual uh, improvement of my character. But the grind can be a bit boring and again other players can make it kind of lame because sometimes you'll be walking through town and someone will just shoot you and when yeah. i respawn i'm like right fine you're go- i'm gonna kill you now and while i do have a chance of killing them it's dramatically lower if they've got the best weapons in the game the fastest yeah. horse you know it's not impossible but it's hard yeah fair enough the, the final one, so I had Ghost of Tsushima on my list, but thinking about that, I don't think that's really, really, really counts as one. It say, has a multiplayer that? mode, but I don't think that oh. counts as one. Okay. Um, and then the final thing is No Man's Sky, which I literally oh, played one. last night. I picked it up back, back up. And that is a game where there is literally nothing further to to pay for in that game beyond buying it and so every person should have that game because it is such incredible value for money um but they have been incredibly generous since since the launch in not charging anything for any of the uh extra content that they put into that game um which are effectively like huge dlc packs which which keep expanding the world yeah um, that's true They've done a tremendous job, and it looks gorgeous on 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 next gen. And they've done their VR thing, which I'd love to try. But nevertheless, it's kind of built as a as a as a service game in the way that they keep expanding expanding the world, and they could charge for things if they wanted to charge for things. Yeah, true. So I think I mean that that's a very good example, and I was spending wonderful minutes yesterday um scanning rocks in order to find out what minerals they were on this ice planet 
Okay, let's go to the go, go to the bad examples because that is kind of, <laughs> all of these are kind of on the bridge of good and bad, right? right? So, one that immediately came to mind was Steep, which is a snowboarding game. Oh, I don't know it. Okay, so so this is Ubisoft's open world snowboarding game, and okay. it's really not that bad, and I've enjoyed it. And this is why I say there's a very thin barrier, but it pissed me off so much that um, that games as a service and open world gaming has wrecked one of my favorite genres because I really want a really good snowboarding game. I, I my sister and I played SSX and SSX I was about Tricky. To say, SSX Tricky. Oh, it's the best. That's all you need. That's I just all you need. I just want a re-release of that, like or you know a, a, an updated version. But EA, of course, uh, are just bound to anything that's, that's money-grabbing, huge, yeah, exactly. and open-world, and games as a service, as we say, and Ubisoft decided to build this snowboarding game, which is just not very fun. Like, how do you make snowboarding not very fun? And well, the answer is by making it relatively slow and sort of realistic, but sort of not, and giving you nothing to do apart from go from the top of a mountain down to the bottom and whoosh around a little bit. <laughs> so I was very frustrated by that. Um, the Assassin's Creed games I was frustrated by for a similar reason in that they've they've built them now. So the open world, in which I've, I've, I've talked about this already um, on previous episodes, Battlefront uh, rightly had a lot of flack against it and i love the idea of um battlefield 1942 meets or or one of those meets star wars but i've always found that very unsatisfying to play because just the mechanics were very very irritating and it felt very floaty then we get to ones which uh, and i think animal crossing is probably in here you had it in your good list but i had it in the good list as i I say it could be good or bad I didn't quite see it as games of service. Then again, I've not played it. Like absolutely, hands up, I've not played it. So it's definitely, it it's definitely of... that because you can buy things. There's literally shops with real money within the oh. game. Oh, and are they? And so brands are, are selling required? things to it. No, no, they're not required. But I, but in the same way as No Man's Sky, you're not actually paying any extra money. But it's built like a games as a service because it's built to keep engaging you and keep bringing you back in, and mm-hmm. they're bringing new things into it all the time. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is built on that model, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. And I think they monetize in with... it in different ways. Okay. Um. So that that's all that, and then then there are basically games, other games that I've liked which then um, service mechanics have wrecked for me. So one of these is Angry Birds. <laughs> oh, God. Did you play game. Angry Birds, the original yeah, one? Yeah. Okay, that was it. very good, right? And then they did Angry Birds 2, and they massively overcomplicated it. They had, like, 15 layers of gems and currencies and whatever to make it into a kind of gacha game. And it, it just made it very irritating. Um, they did the like same plants to versus zombies. I haven't played that. Oh, they did the same. But with they that. did the same thing. The first it's game just... was quite simple, and then from then on, they just put in all these stupid currencies and mechanics and repetition and blah blah blah. Games as a service. Woo. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is the poison that it creates. It wrecks good games um, just for being linear. 
Street Fighter, the latest Street Fighter I loaded up and it had endless menu screens and I didn't understand. I just wanted to beat the shit out of Blanca or as Blanca, whatever, I'm easy. Um, a, a simple fighting game should not have loads and loads of menus and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it um, definitely is cropping up in more fighting games. I've got a colleague who is very into uh, beat-em-ups and especially the sort of anime and, you know, J- Japan-inspired yeah. yeah. ones. And so many of them are starting to have pay-for mechanics, which, how does that make sense? Like, what? But, and... but also esports. I mean, they're, they're prepping them for esports, so they're trying to turn all of these games into esports games by mm. making them a bit more official. And, like, you have to have accounts for them. Like, my next one is Pro Evo, for instance. So, Pro Evo has become, what is it, eFootball, Pro Evolution Soccer, blah, 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 blah. And you load it up and you have to go through, like, consent screens and and uh, create an account and all this bollocks. And I'm just like, I literally, I, I don't even like football that much, but I, I literally just want to play a match uh, of this thing. And it... You know, all the setup screens are massively overcomplicated. It's very irritating, and the same thing. And then finally, I've got SimCity on mobile, which again, I love yeah. SimCity, but then they turn that into um, basically Farmville with lots of tapping and make it rubbish. So, so my overall point on this was that the creeping thing is that they set an expectation that that a game doesn't ha- need to be fun anymore. So. Mm. That that is what I hate about them, and they spoil spoil games through these mechanics. Also, because the mechanics are bound to continue and develop, um, and more games are bound to be built as games as a service because they're massive money earners, and because games are so expensive to make, um, they want to uh, recoup that expense and make profit in different ways so um i think where where they work is where they are a fun game and then they build a multiplayer or a service layer on top in in addition as a separate element as a separate element much like uh gta and red dead exactly yeah which i guess is why i i find that one less egregious because one you can play the multiplayer without these things you, you can be at a disadvantage yep. or you could just ignore it and play the single player which is exactly easier. so i've got a list of bad examples uh, very nice. i'll quickly i'll very quickly rattle off um firstly fallout 76 because i just i hate that game so much because i'm a, <laughs> i've always been a huge fallout fan and Fallout but that's 76. a perfect example of this of this model wrecking a game, like yeah. taking a game that you love and then stripping out all the stuff which is rich and interesting and about exactly. it. Exactly. So, th- and they literally did that. So, one of the most compelling things about the Fallout games were, you know, which um, factions you worked with and the interesting dialogue and the interesting story and player choices. That yes. is all removed from Fallout 76. I mean, they've just recently re-added characters, but my God, it's dull. Yeah. Um, and so obviously the game is buggy as well. There's huge limitations on how you play. So uh, one of the reasons I really hate the game is uh, my inventory filled up very quickly and I couldn't really move and it limited how I played the game. So I can move. Oh, I just move very slowly. I can't fast travel. Um, and I need all these items because my weapons and armor break so quickly and so often. So it became a very 
boring uh, loop with uh, decreasing kind of gains each time. So I would do a mission. I'd use, you know, my weapons and armor would get, like, damaged. Yeah. And I'd run out of ammo, like, through the mission. And then after I'd done the mission, I got a tiny bit of ammo and a tiny bit of material back. And it just wasn't worth it. It was diminishing returns, basically. So... Yeah, and and huge amounts of repetition, and just oh, just wasn't worth it. Uh, Anthem, uh, for different reasons, there just wasn't much content. Um, you know, you would get say, let's say, an assault rifle, and then you do a mission, you'd get assault rifle level two, and oh, it'd be no, identical, except the stats are slightly high, like slightly. This is basically higher. Avengers problem as well. Like, exactly. there's not enough to do in it. Exactly, and it's just and, cookie and, like, cutter and gunning down drones. Yeah, so repetition, which is a key offence of these live service or games as a service games. Um, and yeah, Anthem, not much updates and stuff. So that was a shame because it had a beautiful world and flying around in a robot suit. I mean, how can you make that boring? Like, yeah. that was fun. It had one of the things that's actually good in open world games is like make the world traversal fun. Um, Breath of the Wild does it. Red Dead does it. And Anthem actually did do it, but everything else it failed, uh, fell on its ass. Uh, Watch Dogs, that's an interesting one because you don't excuse me need. I'd argue this is a game that doesn't need to have any games of service elements added to it. So I was playing Watch Dog Legion, and I was going through one of the other tabs, and suddenly it was like, oh, do you want more um, characters on your team? Because basically you control individuals who can yeah, be arrested yeah. or die or other things can happen. You can pay to have characters that have better weapons, better stats um, straight away, but they cost actual money. They're, they're not cosmetic. Soft. Let me make that super clear. They're not cosmetic. They start with like... So you might be walking around for ages and you might find a granny who has an Uzi or an assault yeah. rifle or a grenade launcher, but she has like one weapon, but there's a counter side. She's slow and she's fragile, blah, blah, blah. The game generally works like that. So people you recruit, they they might have one or two, if you're lucky, weapons, maybe maybe one or two decent skills. Through doing missions, you get better characters, which are cool because yeah. they're specials, but they're blown out of the water by these paid for characters. Of course. These paper characters have like three better weapons. You know, they'll have like an Uzi, an assault rifle, and a grenade launcher. They have a ability that can turn off any drones attacking them, and they come with a sports car. Like, and they look cool, and it's just dumb. So that annoys me because that's that's games of service crowbarred into a game that it didn't need to be in. Now, yeah. on the other flip side of that, you could argue that yeah, but you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to do it. Which is totally fine. I agree. It, it's but in that one, if if you're playing a multiplayer, presumably, is is yeah, there multiplayer? Yeah, this one is multiplayer. There? No, okay, not fine, at the moment. There, there, there is supposed to be. Okay, but so that's, that's, that's I don't know the update ever came. FIFA is another example. So I I won't go into too much detail because I hate football and I I don't know enough about the FIFA games. But the but my friends, I have actual friends, uh, tell me about like FIFA is such a. Uh, microtransaction ridden game these days like to buy the players you want in fact you don't even buy them outright you you basically gamble you basically buy the chance you buy a loot box which oh, gives seriously? You the chance. oh god that's terrible oh my god it's riddled and uh, the oh, same goes awful. for like all the sports games because they're all ea yeah. so they all have this legalized gambling because i'm going to call it what it is yeah, yeah, fair which enough. is the loot box system and and some of them like i think 
NBA, 2K... And Madden and all this, 2K21. Yeah, I think one of them actually had, when you had a loot box, an actual slot machine appears on the screen. Really? And yet they had the audacity to stand up to uh, the American Congress, the UK government, and other countries' governments, and say straight face, like, it's not gambling, it's called surprise mechanics. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I... I don't want to go into too much of a rant on that because I've spent enough time on that. But FIFA, FIFA is a prime example. So for those of you who do love football, and that's totally fine, I think that is sick that they basically, you can't even buy the players you want. If, if you want to spend the money and buy the players, fine, but you can't even do that. You pay for the chance to win and the odds are so astronomically low. <sighs> anyway, uh, you, the you, division... You know, you know that Fortnite, they, they introduced some kind of mechanic that had that effect which they then took out and they apologised and they refunded everybody for. I mean, that's at least that's one good thing Fortnite have done. Yeah, one good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I hate them. I hate it so yeah, much enough. because of... Well, I mean, Fortnite definitely go on my list because of ethical reasons. I, I yeah. think you can play the game without the skins, uh, which uh, and all these things you get appear to be cosmetic, as far they as I can cosmetic. tell, you don't, it's all you don't really you get, don't better, get better weapons because you find no, you them don't. throughout the game. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but I hate how the game is so marketed to kids and it's so aimed at that price, at that age. And I just find there's something sickening about that. For some reason, I don't... Like, if a kid plays COD and then wants to spend money on skins, that doesn't bother me. But when it's Fortnite, when it's so cartoony and aimed at kids and maidens in that way and where they crowbar in mechanics from other popular games like a crafting mechanic a building mechanic yeah, you, know, yeah, like, yeah. you know when they when they jump on whatever current bandwagon is big for kids yeah. then i have a problem with it so yeah and then of course yeah throwing in characters like x-men and mandalorian and all that stuff like course kids are going to want that like that's just uh just annoys me because without being patronizing like they're not going to have the self-control to like say no to that stuff i can for 100 percent say that if i was um if this had been around when i was a kid i would have been one of those horrible stories in the newspaper oh, I see, I see. about yeah. a kid like you know took his parents credit card and bought loads of skins V-bucks or whatever it is yeah or, or bought loads of in-game currency like yeah. i definitely would not have had the self-control yeah so and I and I don't think I'm unique in that respect. I think that's I think no, that's a fair. the way that's they fair. the way they build those games and the way they're marketed are is explicitly like a it's to trigger like dopamine for anyone, but hundred percent more for kids, and that yeah, just yeah, winds me up. So true. yeah, my ethical issues. Um, yeah, I, I guess they're the the most egregious offenders uh, off the top of my head uh, for different reasons. Um, you know, some in some cases, it's just for making the game too grindy and trying to really push the sell of 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 these items. Some it's just through not adding much content. Some adding it where it's not needed, like Watch Dogs. Yeah. Uh, some for just being greedy scum fucks like FIFA. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then there's the ones that I ethically have a problem with, um, which is Fortnite. There is a a case in defense of of live service and games as a service and microtransactions and all these things yeah, yeah. uh that they continue to fund the the devs and, and the development of these games so you know that they 
can basically afford to keep running the games. Now, I don't really give much credence to that argument because... I mean, that's, gaming that's kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Well, yes, and it's it's a billion-dollar industry. If you saw what they spend on just marketing a game before it's even come out, like, yeah. no, I don't think they can argue that they don't have the money. Like, maybe a few years down the line, maybe after a game has been out for, like, decades, maybe then they can go, well, your initial 50... Well, they've gone up now, haven't they? So 50 60 $70, $70. Or pound purchase... Uh, isn't going quite as far this far down the line. That's fine. I, I get that, but um, I just I just don't agree with it because constantly pleading poverty while charging for so many items, cosmetic things, releasing DLCs periodically. You know, it's just no. You you you. If you're a successful studio, plus you'll have other games that will be making money as well. So I just I don't don't give much credence to that. The other uh, defense for games as a service and live service games, is uh, they they keep the game relevant and they keep it evolving, they keep it developing and they, they ensure that the game has an ongoing life and community. Now that's harder to dispute because mm. yes, there are games, admittedly there are games, um, there are old games that still have life and are still going, but it is harder and it is rarer. And like we've all played games that we enjoyed when we were younger and then gone to fire up the multiplayer and servers are gone or no one plays it anymore and they've just dead. Whereas, you know, these games as a service, because they keep keep the game current, people will generally still be playing it. There'll still be development going into it. So yeah, I, I guess that's the only yeah feasible. But then again, if if people just decided to keep playing the game, um, then you would still have a community. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the strongest argument, but it's the best argument I can think of. So, okay. yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting because you know it is. It's interesting to think that there are games. You know, I, I like uh, retro games, and I love you know plugging in the Wii or plugging in the 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 Game Boy Advance or whatever, and I love seeing that these games are still active. And it's always sad when, when, you know, servers close down or you can't play them anymore. So this is a way of keeping these things open, which I, I kind of... The fact that I could go back to Star Trek Online, like, 10 years, I think I, I picked it up again last year. So, yeah, 10 years after I played it. And because it's, it's a MMORPG and very, very, very much a games-as-a-service type game, it still existed. And it had updates and, yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's not the best example, but it's it's the one that I played. No, Whereas, you can you know, still enjoy it, and there's more to explore in the world and all this exactly. sort of stuff, which is quite I good. I can't name many other games that are multiplayer that I can go back to from 2010. So, is there what do you think is the antidote to these kinds of games? I think any? I think part of it is is people not giving them money yeah. but the, yeah. but if i'm honest the biggest antidote i would say is the opposite games becoming popular because the only thing that yeah. can beat money is money i'm afraid so yeah. more and we've seen examples of this where stronger single player led games yeah you know that are tighter scripted single player don't have any of these stupid mechanics in becoming popular and, and getting more money yeah so like um ah the star wars game 
Yeah, the um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order is an example of because yeah. for a while, you know, there was a glut of of these games and service MMORPGs, uh, battle royale shooters at the moment. You know, like yeah, or, you know, and particularly from games. EA, like like I thought, yeah. like one of the most egregious things was EA had having its roster of Star Wars games and hogging Star Wars. And then there was one uh, like Uncharted style game, single player adventure game, coming from Star Wars. I think it was. I think Jade Raymond was doing it or someone like this. And uh, and then they cancelled that out of the blue, didn't they? But mm, then, yes. but then it basically resurfaced in Jedi Fallen Order. I think mm. it's EA uh, um, that game. Yes. But but for once, it is EA doing an actual. A proper game rather yes. than just a, 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 a money grabbing shell of a game i mean while it didn't while it fell short of the expectation i think cyberpunk was another sign of people wanting again i know it fell short massively of the expectations but a lot of people were really excited because it was a story-led open world single player game with none of the bs you know it was just going to be a good strong game yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to turn. I mean, they talked about multiplayer, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were plans to try and turn it into something. Uh, the single player will be separate. If they did, I don't think they'd do it to the single player. Also, yeah. despite there are a lot of things CD Projekt Red are and aren't, and they are aware of the state the industry is in, and they're yeah. aware of games as a service and live service, and they're not a fan. So I think it's unlikely. Okay. For uh, for uh, for this on, game. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say for, for this game. I know when the if the multiplayer happens because there's a chance that the multiplayer for Cyberpunk is not happening now. Yeah, yeah. But if it happens, uh, I don't know. I can see them either not including any transactional things or only cosmetic, which again is the lesser <sighs> of many evils. Do you think you'll be able to get a Geralt skin in? Uh... In cyberpunk, I, hope so. I mean, it's sad, but like you know, when they release DLCs, and again to make it clear, I have no problem with DLCs. Like, you know, paying to uh, enhance the world that I was already invested in and add new content. You yeah. know, yes, the devs should totally be paid for their work. Yeah, completely. Be, of course, you know, of course, it, you know, I want more content to a game I love. So, yeah, I will hundred percent pay that, and I would totally pay to get like. Geralt's eyes and like character of traits as a thing in uh, you know in game. Uh, that 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 world, that cyberpunk world. It's just like, uh, yeah. I guess the whole point is it's is is everything and nothing at the same time because there's mm-hmm. so much around you, but then uh, th- there's not. It's not. It's it doesn't feel like clever like a GTA world. Anyway, that's completely off topic. Um, I, I I had exactly the same point, by the way, on the antidotes. I think you need you need strong uh, I- indie games, basically, that blow up. Yeah. And they don't necessarily need to be from indie developers, but I mean that style of game where you've got a very strong concept and it's it's dedicated to a single player experience. It's a crafted yeah. experience and it's a crafted game. Yeah. Um, just I think the 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 opposite type of game. So rather than multiplayer, single player, offering no sort of transactional things, offering. No repetition, unique experience, strong, story-led, I'd argue. And and I think yeah. that's what people generally want 
okay, not everyone and not all the time, but I think the majority exactly of people it. will respond strongly to it. And enough, and that happens enough times. I'm not saying uh, games as a service or live service games should die out because I do think there's space for them. I just don't think they should be so prevalent as they are at the moment. Yes, and again, yes, I yes. don't think they should be... You need to have uh, a balance. I think they need more regulation. I think what they can do should be regulated. Yeah, and I wish they would stop um messing up my ips like the the uh the things that i like like messing up assassin's creed and star wars and things can you give me decent things rather than yeah making them service yeah it's it's anything to kind of make it a cheap cash in isn't it because you've got an inbuilt uh, basically that ips that people love and then you just chuck in a bunch of microtransactions and away yeah, we co- go. Copy the game engine across, reskin it, and and you know, add on your and make it more descriptions grindy. for the micro microtransactions. Yeah, let's slow it all down. Another person, if you have, if you're interested in this kind of what we're talking about today, is to look up Jim Sterling uh, from the Jimquisition. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, if you have any uh, opinions on games as a service, because this is a really complicated issue and it is really interesting. So, also yeah, as it, we talked about, there's a huge variety of games within this in this thing. Yeah, but we, we've we barely scratched the, the very gambling gee ones. So we might we might come back to this at some point because it is such a a, a deep, uh, you know, thing yeah. to talk. I think through, we'll touch and on it. It's yeah. constantly evolving. Yeah. So if you have thoughts on it, please uh, message us. You know, send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or through email, or you can even voicemail us. Um, we are at XDrive Megabox on most things, and uh, XDrive Megabox at gmail is our email address. Yeah. Otherwise, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps people find us, and yeah. it makes it makes uh, Mikey smile. Yes. Otherwise, I'm sad in my little box. Yeah. He's he's miserable the rest of the time. Yeah, just miserably playing Fortnite. <laughs> uh, that said, let's go give some money to these horrible games companies. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy Red Dead Online. I shall yeah. imagine what Bug Snacks might be like as a live service game. Uh, maybe each person in controls an individual Bug Snack. I just don't know, but now it's in my head. Uh I just want to work it out. I'll I'll let you do that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Thank you for this joy. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. Next yep. time is episode ten. Episode ten, Jimbo. What are we discussing? Do we know? Or is it TBD? I think we should discuss. We should go back to next gen consoles. Next gen consoles. Six months on. Six months on. Boom. See you then. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>